0: BLOB TALK RADIO Praise the Lord. God bless you. Again, this is Reverend Aaron Williams. God bless you. We're glad to see you today. Um, And just a blessing to be here. You know, today is Tuesday, and this is the first Tuesday of the month of March. We're already almost finished the first quarter of 2021. Wow. So we thank God for you that are attending. You know, um, this is DTW Ministries. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. We're on by radio broadcast through Blog Talk Radio with DTW Ministries on the Purpose Kingdom Network. If you know a friend or someone that's not able to get on Facebook, they don't like social media or whatever the means or the reasons it may be, we want to tell you, tell them to call 319 527 609 one Again, that's 319-527-6091. What we're going to do, we're going to, as we always do, open up in a word of prayer, and then one of my own songs will play for you know, just a minute or so, you know, just so you can hear something that the Lord is blessing and blessed me with. Um, maybe you want to purchase it or find out how the purchase is available on Google Play and CD Baby. We also have hard copies, and, you know, um, you can just – instant message me or your IM me on Facebook, however, and we'll just continue to move forward in the things that God um, has done and is doing in our life. So God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for the people of God. God, we know that all souls belong to you and you said to preach your word and we're not ashamed of your gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes unto the Jew first then also the Greek. So, God, we thank you. We thank you that your word that will go forth tonight, that it will fall on good ground, that it will bring forth fruit to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's play. Then We're going to listen to this song for about a minute. You know, just a brief. I'm going to give you the whole thing. We're just going to give you a little taste of what you have, and then we'll come right in with the word.
1: All all alone, yet I forgot you. Now I'm crying, Lord, that you restore this joy of my salvation. Consecrate me now as I take this vow of rededication. Of this broken life. Forgive me, I was wrong. I dreamt that I would be more than he wanted me. Thank God by my faith. So um forgive me. I I I got that song when I
0: was in a point where, you know, all it seemed like all of my thoughts. All of my actions was geared towards what I wanted. All of the things I was doing, even in ministry, that even the things that I thought were good things were for self gratification, were, were for self justification for, for self. And I, these words, I just began to say, God, forgive me, forgive me for that. Forgive me for that. Forgive me for that. It it, it seemed and appeared to be a good thing. You, you know they say that the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. My intentions seemed to be good. But when I meditated, when I got into the Word, when I began to seek God with all of my heart, I began to find out that my intentions were selfish. I, I began to find out that my intentions were for self-gratification, for self-gain, for self-exaltation. It was for, it was for me and this song was birthed out of that you know forgive me of my faults forgive me not just of, of those things that i know i'm doing wrong but but forgive me for my dreams forgive me for my ambitions forgive me for my desires god
2: you know so
0: as we look into the word i i i got the title broken in my worship and and and, and i'm very moved by that Because the Lord has been dealing with me, I would say, for the past, I would say, the past year for brokenness. You know, um, and as he deals with me, I've been, I've often said this during the broadcast that as he deals with me, I'm gonna be giving it to you. You know, um, not to dump it on you, but maybe someone's in that point they're they're not getting the gist of why things are happening. And um minister Dennis, um Dennis Williams, Pastor Williams said that God creates avenues to himself, he he creates and allows these situations to come into our lives. That he creates lanes for opportunity. We're looking for means to find answers. You know, as humans, we always want to know the why. We we want to try to understand. But who has known the mind of God, and who has been in who has been His counselor? There's none that can counsel God. So we can't figure out the means and the end of what God puts in. But one thing we need to know and we can rest in, that all things work together for our good if we love them, my God. So as we move forward in the things of God, there is, and I've been saying, I think I've been saying this for about a year, maybe even a little bit longer than that, that there is a brokenness that God is trying to bring us to. There is a, it, it, because it's not about sin. You, we we've been mistaken because we 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 are walking around like God is standing with the lightning bolts ready to bust us outside the head, you know, and strike us down. But it's not about our sin; it's about our surrender. It's not about our sin because the Bible says if, if we say we have no sin, listen, it doesn't say if we don't if we don't say we commit sin. It says if we don't say we have sin. Because see, the Bible tells us a reminder in Romans that sin dwells in our flesh. The desire to do the wrong thing is already there. So we don't have to we, we we don't have to practice to learn how to sin. It's already in us to do. It's already in us to lie. It's already in us to steal. It's the things of God that we have to practice. It's the disciplines of Christianity that we have to practice and see we don't understand and believe That Christianity is a discipline because, you know, the training and the teaching, you know, that's going around that's public man that's out there is, you know, as long as you believe, you know, as long as you know and understand who Jesus is, as long as you say, yes, I'm a Christian, I believe God, I believe in God and have no change in lifestyle. It, It doesn't matter because God still loves you. He just wants you to accept his son, you know. You walk around with flowers and on clouds, but no God. The Bible says it. Yes, the Bible says in James that the devils also believe and tremble. The Bible also tells me that those who have this hope, what hope? The hope of salvation, the, the hope that Christ is returning, the hope that the Holy Spirit of God lives on the inside, the hope that God is preparing a place for us right now, the hope that Christ is ah, the risen Savior, that Christ is God in the flesh. The hope, When we have the hope of that calling, those that have this hope in them purify themselves. See, we, we can't justify ourselves. We can't cleanse ourselves, but there are habits that we can give up. There are things that we can put down. Some things need the hand of God. Don't, don't lie to yourself. Some demons, some spirits rule your life until you surrender to God, until you're broken in that place that you come to the foot of the cross, that you come to the foot of the Savior, that you come to the foot, the end of yourself. Wow, ah, yes, God. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, I would say, is coming to the end of myself. The fear of the Lord is recognizing that without Him, I can do nothing, that recognizing that without Him, I would fail, With recognizing that without him. I can't orchestrate the things in my life. Listen, we're going to read 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, and we're going to talk about David and how David was moved in worship. David was moved because he wanted the Ark of the Covenant. He wanted the presence of God to come back into the house. He wanted the presence of God to be back amongst the people because we understand through history that the Ark of the Covenant was their banner. They didn't have flags like other teeth and nations did. When they went out, the singers went out. When, when, when the children of Israel went out, they took the ark out. And God fought for them. God let them and allowed them to prevail. God allowed them to pursue. God allowed them to take, take charge and to take over, to overtake the enemy. God's presence, God' presence, listen, God's presence in your life makes all of the difference. God's presence in our lives. In worship, why are we trying to live this life as a Christian professional? I'm gonna let that sink in for a minute, but why are we trying to live this life like we we like we know what we're doing? why are we trying to live this life with the air that we know how that that we know the ins and outs we know the ups and downs we know these things we we know all of these things when we know. Nothing. I'm, like, I'm finding even in my study, even in my prayer, even in my reading, even in my time with God, that the more I dig in, the less I know. The more I dig in, the more I realize I need God. The more that I dig in, the bigger my expansion and my understanding gets that it's because of God. It's because of his mercy. In Daniel, it says that it's because of his mercy. We we were able to do what we do. We are able to go where we go. We are able to live where we live because of the mercy of God. Do you know the ability to articulate is a gift? Do do you know the ability to comprehend and understand is a gift? Do, Do you recognize? Coordination is a gift. Harmony is a gift. Singing is a gift. Music is a gift. Reading is a gift. Some people find it difficult to even voice, like they had to go to speech classes to learn how to properly pronounce. But we take so many things for granted, as David did in the book of Samuel, just to give you a little backdrop, we're past the point in chapter six, we're past the point where David and Uzzah had died for trying to stop the ark from falling, where David was angry at God because God smoked Uzzah for touching the ark, for touching the presence of God. And there are a lot of sayings, a lot of things that say because man's strength tried to keep the move, keep, try to touch the glory of God, try to help God. Hmm. When I think about our ability and, and, and how God, a lot, see, anything that you practice, you'll get better at. Uh, if you practice lying, you'll get better at it. If you practice stealing, you'll get better at it. If you practice singing, if you can sing. If you practice singing, you'll get better at it. You can go to classes. You can take courses to learn basically anything in the world, anything in the earth, you can learn it. You might not be able to do it and be flowing with people that are gifted to do it, but if you continue to practice, some people just because they had the passion to do it, they didn't necessarily have the talent to do it. They wasn't born to do it, but because they practiced, because they gave their all, there are people that when you listen to their story, they weren't the most gifted but they said they wouldn't let anyone outwork them. They weren't the most powerful. They weren't the most talented, but they were the most talented. They were the most passionate. They had the most drive, and their drive took them to heights that were greater and above the ability that they had. Now, you come to tell me that a child of God that has God living on the inside, listen, God on the inside, living on the inside, can't overcome, can't be a conqueror, Can't get victory. Listen, I'm here to tell you my life was crazy. My my life my, my life was in and out. And and I can't even say before I met God. This was in church. It wasn't until my loss. It wasn't until my brokenness. It wasn't until I began to pay for the things that I seen and the things that I done, things that I said, and the things that I called myself sharing through gifts. Romans reminds us that gifts and callings come without repentance. It's only because of the mercy of God that gifts and callings have been extended to the Gentiles. It's because of their hardness of heart, because of the Jews, I don't want to say refusal, but blindness to the gospel, blindness to their Messiah, that now we have the opportunity to have access into the things of God. And here was David. He had determined and realized where the ark was and had sent men to get it. He wanted to get the ark because during the reign of Saul, the presence of God, the ark itself had not been in Israel. Now he wanted to bring it. Uzzah had died. And see, we mostly get to this point when something happens. We we don't call on God. We don't seek the face of God. David wanted to do it in his own understanding. David wanted to do it because it was something he wanted to do. David wanted to do it because it was a good thing to do. Yeah, you want to bring the presence of God in? Yeah, I want to bring the Let's do this. But he did not inquire of the Lord because to bring and to carry the ark, it was already written how to do it, my God. There are so many people that have a heart for God, but they don't want to follow the instructions that God gives. They, they have their own heart. They have their they divide in their own understanding, in their own thinking, in their own way of collaborating and putting things together, a good thing. They've come up with a good thing to do, but it's not according to the word. How, how many people have you heard? have good ideas, have good intentions, but when you listen, the word is not their foundation. It's their own understanding. It's their own desire. It's their own design of what they think God would accept. I often tell this story about a grandmother. She was ill, and all she wanted was sweet potato pie. Well, her daughters and her children were all chefs and pastry chefs and cooks that could cook anything that was in the kitchen, in the oven, on the stove, on the grill. They could cook anything, and everybody was bringing like able their favorite dish. Everybody was bringing, my God, everybody was bringing what they were best at. They had lemon meringue. They had upside down pineapple strawberry. They had cheesecake. They had everything. And as the mother came out and was just looking at the spread, she, every food you can imagine was there. But she wasn't satisfied because out of all of the myriads and different dishes that was in front of her, no one brought a sweet potato pie. But then her youngest grandson brought a piece of sweet potato pie. Grandmom took a couple of forks of the pie and sat back down. People were upset. People were mad. People were living. They spent all day in the kitchen, toiling, slaving, making these things for mom. But when they asked, why didn't you take this? Why didn't you touch that? She said, I already told you I want it. All I wanted was sweet potato pie. Why would you bring me all this stuff? Herein is the revelation of God. God is saying, I already told you what's acceptable. He even told Abel, if you do what's right, won't you be accepted? If you do, if we do what God tells us to do. My God, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. The Lord, he didn't ask you to do anything great. He didn't ask you to go above and beyond. He said, do the simple thing. Do the first thing. Do the thing that I tell you. And as you do that, we can move into more, more revelation. We want great revelation, but we don't want to do the final thing. We don't want to do the simple thing. We don't want to do the first thing and that is to follow after God. It says here in chapter 6 of 2 Samuel, verse 12, and it was told King David, saying, Lord had blessed the house of Obed-Eden, and all that pertains to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Eden into the city of David with gladness. We want to interject that he had found out that only the priest, only the Levites Could carry the ark That he, he that no one else could You shouldn't have put it on an ox cart You shouldn't have done these things It was a good idea Oh my goodness We have good ideas in church We have good ideas in our group sessions We have good ideas in our meetings But there are those That have been ordained To carry My goodness When I think about Our purpose, what is your purpose? It was purposed that the Levite, David said, look, put the call out. After Uzzah had died, David said, look, put the call out. Go out in the suburbs. Go out to the outskirts of the cities. Find wherever there's (laughs) Levites. Find wherever these people are because we got to get them. We got to get them to bring in the glory. We got to get them to bring in the presence. My God, there was a young man in our church named Sam. My God. And when he worshiped, my goodness, the glory of God would come into the place. Why? Because it was ordained for him. My, I, I love when he worship. I, I, I'm hoping he look at this. Cause this is not pitching me back. Hallelujah! But I know wherever he's fellowshipping, they're blessed. Wherever he's fellowshipping, God is moving. So when we look at those that have been, we have pastors like Pastor Sparty, Pastor McQueen, you know, whoever your pastor is that God has placed before us, we have to esteem these men and women of God high because of the position, because of where God has placed them. It says that they're they're looking over our life. They're to guard us. They're to guide us and, and to report to God. It says in the word of God that they report, hopefully for our sake, that they'll have a good report when they report to God on us. My God. But David wanted so much to bring in the presence of God that he, after Uzzah had died, after he had did it in his own strength, after he did it in his own understanding without inquiring of God, now he realized, oh, wait a minute. I gotta do this God's way for it to work. See, we we can't we can't take good ideas and do it our own way because it's a good idea. We have to take what we have to God and Proverbs in all of your ways, acknowledge Him, in the good, in the bad, in the misunderstandings, in the misinterpretation, in all of our ways, stop moving ahead of God, and move when God moves. (laughs) I hear that rap song in my mind. When I move, you move. God tells us to move when he moves. Stand still when he's not moving. We want to pitch a tent right where the presence of God is. God, my goodness. It's verse 13. It says, and it was so that when they that bear the ark, that was the Levites, when those that were called, to carry had moved six paces that david he sacrificed oxen and fatlings there's nothing more than to sacrifice your heart before god there, there, there's nothing more that we can do I, i'm i'm learning i'm, I'm learning because the, the bible tells me to study to show myself approved unto god that that that's in my worship, that, that's not just in the Bible. That's not just in the text. That's not just in the book. But to study, if I'm a singer, study. If I'm a musician, study. If, if I'm an entrepreneur, study. If I'm a doctor, if I'm a dentist, if I'm a teacher, study. Not Why? Not because people will be pleased. Not that I can gain the recognition of people, but that unto God. I want to study that God will be pleased. I want to study to the point where God can be reached, that God can be affected, that God can say yes, that you're on the right track. That God can look at the gift, God can look at the talent, and add to it because I studied. Don't think study just pertains to the book. That's whatever gift you're in. Yeah, we all we we definitely got to study. There has been a move away from the scholastic and the scholarly portion of being a Christian. But we need to bring that back. We may, Maybe one day I'll have a couple of the Bible scholars that I know that can come and, I mean, take you to a whole different place when it comes to the word, you know, and breaking down interpretations and things that I just speak from where I am. So as we look at David's at His sacrifice. It says in 14, and David danced before the Lord with all of his might. I, I don't know why I'm feeling a the breaking there, but it says that he engaged in the ritual. There was a ceremony that had to go forth while he was bringing in the presence of God. There was a breaking. There was something out of the norm that happened when David and the children of God began to bring, and the Levites carried and brought in the, oh, wow, that's my son. Oh, man. Mm. Uh Wow, I I I thank God. Lord, I'm looking at the uh, at the um, I would say um, comments that are coming in, and I just see a, a picture that just came up with hands raised, and I'm looking at this picture, and this is my youngest son that I have not seen um, since he was about a few months. So I thank God. Um, thank God for his life, for his family, for his mom and dad that raised him. Um, but I thank God that just seeing him right here is like, it's like blowing my mind right now. But um, I thank God for the gifts and callings, the move of God, as. It says that he danced before the Lord with all his might, and it emphasized after a semicolon, and David was girded with the linen ephod. And what happened, what actually happened, if I can draw you an illustration for that, what actually happened, you know David was the king. So so David had his priestly garments on. But it says he danced with all his might, and there was a disrobing—you you don't see that—but there, there was a disrobing because the linen inside was under your coat. It went it under what you had on. It, it wasn't like he was in his underwear, but it would go over top of your undergarments. But it was a linen girdle, the skirt that went over his shoulders, and then the ephod would go over your shoulders. Now, we know that the ephod that they actually wore as a garment, as a coat, was for the high priest. So David moved from being just king to priest. David got to the point where now he was moving into the portion that he, the king, was bringing in the presence of God. It says that he had that see, because I've been reading this and hearing this, and it says that David danced out of his clothes. I, I I I've been looking for this all night. I haven't found it. David didn't dance out of his clothes, he danced out of his king. He he danced out of his thing, the things that would identify him as king. He danced out of the things that would identify him as leader. He began to worship God and dance before the Lord with all his might to the point that David the king no longer was there. It was David, the man that talked to God. David that was in the presence of God. David that spent time with God. That shepherd boy that was in the fields of his father. That spent time playing music, and they began saying that he didn't begin to do that before the presence of the Lord, as all of the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. my goodness i I, I want us to get to a place in worship where our titles no longer matter. We, we want to get to a place in worship where our persona, our individuality, our our, our gifts and talents—those things that people know—that's oh, him, he's the singer. Oh, oh, that's him, he's the musician. Oh, that's them, he's the teacher. Oh, that—that's her, she's the pastor. That's the—we we, want to get to the place in worship where none of that matters anymore where none of those things, those titles fall off. Because why? Worship brings us to the feet of the master. Worship brings us, my God. Worship brings us to the place of surrender. And I said before, because it's not about our sin. It's about our surrender. We we learn. The more we learn, the more we find we have to surrender. The, The more we dig in, The more we find we have to get low. The more we get in the face of God, we find we have to get out of the way of God, that God can have his way. So we're moving into the things of God. Why? How? We're moving through worship. I find a place of brokenness. And because I'm going with that thought that David danced till he danced out of his clothes. We want to say that. He danced out of his kingly robe, He danced out of religion. He danced out of politics. He danced to the place where worship came into the house, where all of Israel came behind him. Listen, when you begin to really worship, you'll create followers. (laughs) When you begin to really worship, when you begin to really seek the face of God, when you begin to get into the presence of God, there will be an aura, there will be a fragrance, there will be a drawing, to you. People won't know why they like you. People won't know why they want to spend time. People won't know why they want to hear what you have to say. But it's not because, don't, don't get beside yourself. Don't get real big in your head. It's because of the anointing. It's because of the presence of God. It's because the smearing of the fragrance from the time you spent in the presence. Not like Moses, who had to hide his face from the children of Israel, but the fragrance of God. And that fragrance comes through my brokenness. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm seeing and hearing all
1: kinds of stuff
0: because of now that I'm broken. Now that the alabaster box has been broken because the fragrance was locked inside as God pours into us. We have to be careful that we don't get I would say exalted in self. We have to be careful that we don't get big headed. We have to get be careful that we don't get
1: beside ourselves
0: and we find ourselves crying out to God, God. I don't like These people, I'm having a problem with that person. God, I I know what you have in me, but you know, I I can't say I feel that I'm better. I feel that I'm above. God, you gotta humble my heart. You gotta bring me low. God, help me to understand. Help me to get to the place where I need to be that I can be effective. How? Do I not separate myself? How do i how do I not get big-headed? How you bet you don't get big headed because you realize God can take the gift from you and I want to say take the gift He can lift the anointing. Have you ever ministered?
1: <laughs> I know I have. have
0: you ever ministered at the time and at a place where you thought you was doing something, you had it together, you had every line um, dotted, you had every I dotted, every T crossed, you just knew that once you got in, you was going to you know, tear the place up, God was going to move and got there and couldn't remember a word. Remember I told y'all that? I got, I mean, I fasted for two weeks. You know, I was in the Word. I was going over my parts for the first solo in the church. I was going to sing. You know, the Lord was going to move. People was going to be shouting. People was going to get healed. People was going to fall out. I got up there in self and couldn't remember the note, couldn't remember the song. And then when I did start singing, I, oh my, it was so terrible. I felt like I had walked the plank on the Chip was (laughs) lying. God left me out there all by myself. I said, oh, my God. As we get older, we have the privilege of learned experience, whether that's by things that happened that were bad or things that happened that were good. We learned, hopefully we learned from our experience. David learned that when you want to move in the things of God, it's best that you inquire of God first. David learned through the death of Uzza that you don't just move into the presence of God on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and He. Mm would direct your path. It didn't make a difference if he was the king. It didn't make a difference if he was anointed from a child. It didn't make a difference if when he played demons came out of Saul, that that spirit that tormented him brought him to a place. The word and the Bible and the the songs that David played brought him to a place of calm. It didn't matter that his anointing moved, that he Slayed a bear and a lion, that he slayed a lion with It didn't matter. These things didn't matter that he was all of these and moved without God. I want to tell you, man of God, woman of God, your talents don't matter. Your gifts don't matter. Your callings don't matter. What matters is your surrender. What matters is your sacrifice. What matters is your obedience to the voice of God. As we're moving, we learn how to preach. We learn how to teach. We learn how to pray. Just as the sinner learns how to steal, learns how to lie, learns how to get away, cheat, hide. Use drugs. Whatever we do, we get better as we practice. My challenge for you tonight is to allow the spirit of the Lord to break you as you open your heart up in worship. God, I'm coming to you incomplete. I'm coming to you not because I'm worthy, but because your blood cleansed me. I'm coming to you not because I got it all together, but I realize that is all in your hand. I realize it's working for my good. I realize that without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. If I don't abide in you, God, God, I've studied, God, I've I prayed, God, I've fasted, God, I've I trained my voice, God, I've done those things to cultivate the fleshly side. I've done those things to cultivate the secular side. I've done those things to cultivate the physical side. But God, without your spirit, without your presence, how do I move in your presence when I'm singing? How do I move in your presence when I'm preaching? How do I move according to your presence, according to your leading, according to your spirit, according to your word when i pray? How do I do it? How do I do it when I'm witnessing? What do I say? Where do I go? God, lead and guide me. Help me. I'm doing my part, but it's not by might. It's not by power. God is by your spirit, and your spirit does it. I can do nothing. Gifts and callings, God, you weren't said, or without repentance. So if I can still be gifted, still be called. And still don't know you My God What a tragedy What a tragedy To be gifted by God There are not just gifts in the church The Bible says And some he gave to the church He said God gave gifts to men And he gave some to the church Do y'all know that some Doesn't mean all All gifts that God gives Are not in church If you have a mind for business That's a gift from God do you know how many people are in the world that have no mind for business, no mind for the marketplace, no mind for entrepreneurship, no mind to put things together, no mind to even to even think about it. It's not even in their thinking. It's not even in their realm of scope of understanding. And they're not even trying to do it. But then you know, some people that from the time they were little, they got in front of a piano and began to play and began to, and they cultivated their gifts through learning, through teaching, through training. It's a gift. There's some people that got up when they were children and could preach, to get the word, just go with it. Might not have any understanding, but the gift to preach, to proclaim it was already there. From a child. There are those that were gifted with their hands, with the violin. Even as surgeons are gifted with their hands. You know you have to have a steady hand to be a surgeon because your cuts should be precise. God, look what God has done with just the gifts. Then he also called called us that we would be as he is in the marketplace, as we would be, as he would be in places of business, that we would be, that he would be if he owned businesses, if he was in the workforce, wherever, in the medical field, in, in transportation, whatever arena we find ourselves in. Make sure that we're getting our marching order from the presence of God. David danced before the Lord with all his might till so he came out of. David danced with all of his might and he was girded with the clothing of a priest. There's no better time to move into the presence of God than worship. The Bible doesn't say it. God inhabits the prayers. Of the saints, it is it, 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 not in the Bible that the the Bible says God inhabits the preaching, the teaching, the discipline of the saints. But it does say He inhabits the praise, He lives in the worship. You might not have felt the presence of God during this pandemic. You might have felt distant from God. Situations and circumstances make make you feel that God's presence has forgotten you, has forsaken you. But I dare you tonight, right where you are, to worship the Lord, to lift your hand and just begin to bless the Lord. For the word of God says, in everything, listen, the word is important, in everything, not because of everything, but in everything, give thanks. So while I'm in it, I'm giving thanks. I'm not giving thanks because I'm in it. I'm giving thanks while I'm in it. I'm not giving thanks because I'm in it. I'm giving while I'm in it. In everything, in the good, in the bad, in the up, in the down, in everything, give thanks unto the Lord. For it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Listen, I have one more thing I wanted to say, <laughs> and it says in verse sixteen, and it says, "And the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Macab, Saul's door, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart." Listen, true worship. Is going to create
1: haters. <laughs>
0: True worship is going to create haters. When you begin to lift up God, when you begin to come out of yourself, when you begin to put off your kingly garment, when you begin to not consider yourself and just consider God. My right, God, I can feel the pressure. I think I'm gonna get off this line and get into worship myself. My goodness, it's going to create haters. Listen. People don't like you anyway because you name the name of Christ. And that's not just outside of church. People don't like you because you walk in your gift. And that's not just outside of church. People don't like you because true worship creates haters. True worship has, just as Micah despised the king in her heart. And it goes on, some scholars say, because David was in his undergarment, you know, he took off, he wasn't acting kingly. You know, we, you know, I'm the king, you know, I'm the king's wife. I'm the king's king. You know, the king out here acting like an idiot. You know, you're uh, he, he making me look bad. You know, and it says she despised him in her heart. But I'm going to tell you, don't worry about the haters. The, don't let the haters bother you. They hate us because they, that, they don't allow that to deter you. From the things of God. So as we move. From this place in worship. Allow the spirit of God. To break you. In worship. I found a place of brokenness. Of surrender. Of weeping. Of peace.
2: My God.
0: In worship. As we move out of the norm. Into true worship. As we move out of politics, into true worship, as we move out of positional Christianity into true worship and allow the spirit of God to flow freely through your life, through your lips, through your brokenness. Listen, they will not smell and recognize the fragrance of God Until you and I have been broken. While we hold it on the inside. While we still want to be, you know, show our machismo. And we still want to show our persona, you know. And we, we want a part of us to still be tagged to the things of God. Listen, God ain't sharing his glory with anybody. So just in case you didn't know that. God is not going to share his glory. And as long as we want to put our hands on it, as Uzzah did, we will not see the move of God that God wants to move in us through. God, listen, it's Christ in you is the hope of glory. The daydream of heaven is the saints of God having the full manifestation of the spirit of God From the inside out, the old songwriter said something on the
1: inside,
0: working on the outside, bringing about a change in our lives. Maybe you haven't recognized that change yet. You have recognized that you need a savior. You recognize the story of Jesus and you believe this, that Christ came. As a propitiation, as the substitute, as the sacrifice for you and I, the world's sin, and as the sacrifice and the sacrificial lamb, He took on Him on the cross the sin of the world, that you and I might have a right to the tree of life. For it is not God's will that any of us should perish, but that all through Him might gain eternal life. For Christ came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If that's you tonight, I want to pray a prayer with you. It's a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of confession. It's a prayer of repentance. And if you say it and mean it, God will do exactly what you ask him to do. So I'm going to ask that you repeat after me as we pray together. Say, oh God, be merciful to me a sinner forgive me of my sin and wash me and cleanse me Lord Jesus by your spirit come into my heart as Lord and master of my life Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant and meant what you said, the Lord has done exactly what you've asked him to do. You're born again. The Bible says that confession is made to salvation through the mouth. And righteousness is believed on through the heart. You believe that you're saved, you've confessed it. Now go tell somebody. I'm saved. I'm born again. And find yourself a church home where you can fellowship amongst the saints of God and grow and develop. Begin to read your Bible every day. Every day. What are we going to do now is bring on our our on-call and online minister and behind-the-scenes technical engineer, Brother Rob, and he's going to have some announcements for us you know, and some instructions on what we can do and how we can correspond with Purpose Kingdom Network, and then we're going to come back on with the final words and the benediction. Brother Rob, God bless you.
2: All right. All right. Thank you so much. This is the Purpose Kingdom Network, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you're listening to us. We appreciate your support and your listenership and we thank you so much. We also thanks uh thanks to those that you to share with your friends and family members. We thank you so much for uh just allowing the spirit of uh just sharing with your friends and family members. <clears throat> Anytime you want to contact us at Purpose Kingdom Network via email, you can contact us at purpose at gmail.com. where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. Also, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose Underscore Kingdom. Okay, and uh, with uh, that being said, mentioning uh, some of the social media pages, we're also on Facebook. We invite you to like our Facebook page, which is uh, which is on uh, Purpose Kingdom. And um, that, that way, you can see some of our up- upcoming shows and advertisements. And uh, once again, we thank for those that share with their friends and family members. Well, God's will, God's Blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Minister Dominique Hudson. with the dwelling place? And once again, we well, God's will, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. for Minister Dominique Hudson, and the show will be the dwelling place. Anytime you want to hear any of our past broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purpose kingdom. We can simply type in the host name and or the show name. You can hear that show in its entirety at your convenience. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. And once again, thanks for your support and listenership. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You know, I thank God
0: for Brother Rob. You know, um, yeah, and I, I want to, I want to definitely encourage you in that. Um, Because um, if you, yeah, I mean, we we we've been in the house. I I know at my job, um, some of our people that work upstairs in the offices have actually worked from home since March of last year. Wow, March of last was like I wish I could work from home. (laughs) March of last year, they've been able to um, and have been working from home. So those that, you know, you might be on lockdown or you just might not be able to get out and about like you used to, you know, I want you to take advantage of this online, you know, venue um, on Purpose Kingdom. I want you to go on that website, you know, and stream you know um, it's not they're not videos; they're mostly audio, you know, but you go on that blog talk radio find purpose kingdom and I want you to pull up DTW ministries and I want you to binge watch. <laughs> I want you to binge listen. You can do it while you're listening, while you're cleaning, while you're vacuuming, while you're dusting, you know, while you're washing the dishes. You know, just have it playing in your house, you know, episodes back to back, to back to back. You know, and as you continue to do that, just allow the word to saturate, not just your hearing but the atmosphere. My God, I, I, I believe that, you know, the spirit of the Lord, you know, will dwell with you richly as we just share the word, you know, um, on blog talk, you know, and in those streaming um, audio um, messages. So uh, that's my, that's another challenge. And also as we did play, you know, um, a portion of um, the promise um, on um the beginning of the broadcast from my um, existing CD um, that's out. It's actually been out for a few years, you know. Um, so if you can, you know, um, CD Baby, again, Google Play, you know, that is there. On, it, it's actually even on YouTube. You can preview and watch some of it. But that's Reverend Aaron Williams. You know, um, the name of the CD project is Ren Your Heart. You know, Your Heart, Not Your garment. You know, Rend Your Heart is the name of the project. And we're working, you know, on another one that um, I believe is going to be um, even better than the first one. You know, uh, one thing that I see that God is doing and has done in me is, you know, I try to sound like some people sometimes but he won't let me. <laughs> he won't let me. You know, he won't let me. You know, I have my own sound and my own ear. You know, and as he's blessing me, you know, um, I I think I need to learn how to play an instrument. You know, because when when it comes right now, all I'm doing is singing into my phone, and sometimes while I'm singing. I, I, and I'm listening to it after a couple of days, a couple of months, I hear the song, I hear what I'm singing, but I don't remember the tune, you know, so I want to be able to get up, you know, in the middle of the night when the Lord wake me up and be able to play it on the keyboard and sing it. That way I'll have the whole thing in, at least play the line, you know, so um, thank God, pray for me in that respect, you know, Um, again, you know, God bless you, Nathan Volk. Um, bless your brother um Bullock, bless you, brother Joseph, you know, and those that continue to come on the line and those that are calling, brother Donnie, you know, brother Rob, you know, um so we do have a caller, so um we only have a few minutes and we're gonna bring that caller in. Caller, you're on the air. This is D T W Ministries. Well,
3: hallelujah, how you doing? God bless your son. Minister Aaron. I love I you so much. Thank you for that song. Oh, my God. I love him. My girlfriend was sitting here, and that song came out. I said, Ooh, that's my son. Ooh,
1: <laughs> thank
3: you. Thank you. And I all, also, like I always say, I just thank you for your message all the time, you know, because I get so much out of it, and it blesses me every time that I hear you, you know, because I see that God is pointing to you even more and more and more and more, and, and he's used you even more and more and more and more. And I love you so much. You know, I'm your number one fan. I tell you that all the time. So, but I just wanted to thank you. I just wanted to thank God for you and thank God who you are in my life. I thank God that, you know, that we love each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, because a lot of people can't say that about their parents or they say that about their children. I always talk about their parents, but I can't say nothing wrong about you. So, I just, you know, like I just said, I, I thank God for Vlog Talk Radio. Huh?
0: Did you hear me say that, Nate? Nate came on the line. I see he came up on the. Yeah, line I was just page. getting. I
3: was just getting, and I was just getting ready to say something about that. Yes, indeed. Yep, I surely did.
0: Um, almost lost it. Uh,
3: <laughs> that. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. I said, "Oh my God, this is awesome. That's nice. Ain't that that's yes. a blessing. That's a blessing." Yeah. You know, so you yeah. know we know that God is always working, you know, He always fixes things for us, you know, even at times when we don't even know that He's doing it sometimes. You know what I mean? But you know, look, I'm telling you the truth. Ooh, that's a good thing. I started I almost started crying myself when you said that. Ooh, I, had that, picture, that picture, I knew it was him. <laughs> I knew
0: it was him because um because um Christian um sent me this this same picture that's up here. You know, so when I seen the picture I was like, beep no. Uh, Dang so.
3: deep You're not kidding us Deep Christmas Send you to all right Hallelujah Hallelujah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God know what he's doing I'm telling you the truth He it do what he <laughs> wants When he wants Long as he wants When he wants And how he wants Ain't nothing you can do About it either Not a that's
1: right
3: Not a thing You right. can do about it
1: I agree Okay I know it, It's son. time to
3: get up Fine So I ain't <laughs> say <said> nothing <else>. <laughs> <laughs> I love you son No matter what right.
0: You do my bless you.
3: Thank you, darling. You as well. Amen.
0: Bless y'all. Hey, hey, people of God, listen. We're moving into the things of God. We're moving higher. We're being rooted deeper. And and the the ironic, I, I I would say ironic because of a lack of a better word. We don't have to do it. Through suffering, we, 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 we mostly do do it through suffering, through, through losses, through gains, through, you know, the things that we go through um, to learn obedience. Yeah, even the Bible says that Christ learned, you know, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. We can learn obedience just by giving heed and allowing the spirit of God. What I found out is my brokenness is just confessing where my heart is before the presence of the Lord. When I'm praying, God, this is where I am, but help me. God, this is how I feel, but help me. I know in light of your word I'm supposed to be this way, but God, you got to help me, break me, move me out of myself that you may show even the more. We learn obedience through our brokenness. Allow God to break you in your worship. Allow God to break you in prayer. Allow God's hand to rest on your life in the things that you go through. Just looking, and I continue to look down at this picture of my youngest son, and it's it's a blessing. So that's a whole different story that I might share with y'all at a later date. But as we're moving into the things of God, God is doing what he promised he would do. I want you to keep me in prayer as my sister passed again on Saturday. I said that we do have a GoFundMe page on my um, timeline. This is um, Aaron Williams on Facebook. I also have a um, cash app that we're taking the donations on that, and that's Dollar Sign Ministry. And that's ministry spelled M-E-N-I-S-T-R-Y 1909. You know, so... We're going to. Our uh, funeral is Monday, you know, and it's at the Guckins Funeral Mansion on G Street, right off of Allegheny, um, in Philadelphia. So, um, if you're in the area at that time, you know, service starts at nine to ten, and the service starts at ten. So we thank God for you. You have a great evening. God bless you. Good night.
1: Jesus bless. <laughs> He raised me, me I, I will, will not lose. He saved me, I will, will not lose. Set me free, <laughs> I, I will, will not lose. Never want to take you down, I will I not lose. Nah. He